Have you set a course for your life? Do you do that every day? Knowing what you want is intention. Knowing how to get there is a study in conscious action. This is a show about living consciously. It is about our choices, our hopes, our dreams, our work, our loves, our vision, and the practice of healing and becoming. Welcome to Cruising in the Light and Shadow. Hello, I am Sheila Kicha Marie. And my name is Anana Moon. Moon. (laughs) (laughs) It Um, is that time. It's, yes, it's a very light, it's funny, it's talk about cruising in the light and the shadow. It's light in many ways because all of the festivities are up and going, um, certainly around Southern California, you can go through neighborhoods and you're seeing um, lights coming up in orange and purple and um, people have their big puffy spiders out (laughs) and (laughs) And there's skeletons and black cats and um, witches on brooms against trees and (laughs) and that's what I'm seeing in my neighborhood and it's a work in progress and and every home that that does something in their front yards will be in process until Halloween day I know because everybody seems to just add one more thing let's add one other thing here oh our house Um, is like that too but it becomes (laughs) it's it it rivals um Disneyland Yes. So yeah. it's like, yeah, so it's it's slowly coming together. And yeah, kids absolutely know whose house to go to for oh, candy, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> but then on the other side of it, in, um, <clears throat> in our spirituality, I, yes, I'm speaking for Sheila Marie, who will yes. also speak for herself, <laughs> but in our spirituality, this is, um, and, and in many others, in cultures around the world, this is the actually the end of the year, not December, but the end of the year comes when it's the last harvest. And the last harvest is Samhain. For it's, yes, that's a, that's a Gaelic or Celtic word um, that means summer's end. But in, but in this and other traditions, it's also the Day of the Dead. It's All Hallows and um all saints day all saints day and the day of the dead dia de los um, muertos oh please say that again that's so beautiful <laughs> dia de los muertos oh. thank you <laughs> i just noticed coco is on netflix i'm sure we're not supposed to advertise that mm. <laughs> however i love that i fell in love with that movie it was a movie i didn't think i wanted to see but it's so warm and nurturing it is, and then I'm like getting all technical. I'm like, wait, it's on Netflix, isn't it? A Disney film? Because I didn't think Disney films were on Netflix. Sorry, I'm getting totally. That's the um, hmm. <laughs> the mundane part of me. But yes, Coco. Um, I finally saw it after Paul Preston, our engineer, kept saying, "I can't believe you two have not seen Coco." <laughs> no, I, I rolled my eyes at him until I was on a plane, and I went, "Well, I might as well watch." I was like. Oh my God! This is precious. This is <laughs> and so did the passengers beautiful. like you crying around them? <laughs> yeah, weeping and going yeah. like, "Oh, I'm a grandma." <laughs> I, yeah, I need to see it again. I was I was a mess, but a happy mess. Very it was yeah. beautiful. I loved the mood of Coco too. We're not supposed to be talking about Coco, <laughs> but but the mood is is it's somber yet it's 
fun and it it's so family it's family he finds family on the other side in the world of spirit i feel like i've been there when, when i was watching it um <laughs> doesn't it feel like someplace you've yeah been there it's for? like it was a dream it feels so comfortable and warm and mm-hmm. but that's how um halloween hollows has always felt to me there's it's like always been magical, very homey yeah, yeah. there's yeah. like some kind of just ooh, okay well Gee, in the Midwest, yeah, in, all over, but candied apples. There, there were a lot of homemade mm-hmm. things when I was a kid. You could do that. You could make cookies and give them out, and candied apples, and um, you know, open bags of things. <laughs> and yeah. So share. You could share what you made with others, which is part of it. Which is actually part of it. My tradition meets your tradition here. Yes. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we are. Um, and for us, when we talk about Samhain or All Hallows, it's about doing ritual. And it's, um, it's, it runs the gamut from honoring your dead loved ones to honoring your connection to spirit. Um, it's a time of the, it's, it's said when it reaches that last harvest and the days are shorter, the nights longer, that the veil is thin, and that means the veil between those who've passed on or the spirit world in general and those of us who are spirits but in physical bodies walking the earth. Do you think, um, again, everybody now knows that I've gotten into the Harry Potter and now I've watched the movies, and then we have that scene, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, (laughs) but when Cyrus... How goes, he goes into the veil. That yes. gave me chills when I saw that. It was Sirius Black, not Cyrus. Cyrus is from Scandal. Oh, <laughs> he floats away beyond the veil, which is kind of the way I, I guess I've pictured it. So I'm not the only one, apparently. There you it go. Is that there is that that feeling. When I read the book and it said, um, I had the to veil. read that a few times. It was like, oh, I knew. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know exactly. No, <laughs> the veil. And there's a veil and there's voices. I was like, no, don't anybody go through that. Oh, man. I just knew he was coming back. That's all I I was like, certainly. Harry didn't lose his uncle. Exactly. His godfather. No. (laughs) His godfather. Yes. (laughs) I miss my my Harry Potter people (laughs) so much. But that, that, remember, death is not death. It's, It's actually transformation. It's death to new life. But um, spirit is still here, and um, you know, those of us who are mediums and channels, speaking to loved ones, speaking to spirit guides, speaking to gods and goddesses and angels, and um, connecting in and feeling, uh, feeling that blending or heart connection with them, or at least if you're not sure what you're hearing or sensing from another place, um, you come in in some way to connect to the universe and um, you celebrate transformation too. You celebrate death because change is inevitable. And in everything. In in everything <laughs> from your clothes every day. Yes. <laughs> the endings and the beginnings. Yeah, the big endings and beginnings of life. Um which we go kicking and screaming a lot of the time. Yes, we do. We're terrified <laughs> of change, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Many of us. 
Um, some changes are really great, you know, really welcome. And some changes we, you know, because we don't know what's going to happen or we feel we don't know what's on the other side, um, we're like, no, let's just keep that change away from, as far away from me as possible. Thank you very much. The celebration in ancient times, of course, or in farming, <laughs> farming Farm. times, farming places, you can still see it now. It's the fallow period of the year. Fallow? So you are, yeah, the fallow period where the, you have, you have reaped the harvest Got and it. the, um, the fields are laid low, fallow. Oh. And that um, you're not planting anymore. There's less to do. Um, it's quiet. Um, think of times when <laughs> there were no TVs or cell phones or computers. And you... Gasp. And you, yes, right. The leaves were falling from the trees. It's getting colder. You're not mm. outdoors as much. You're indoors. And so we think of Samhain and All Hallows as a time... So you can think of your far, of your farmlands and the change of season, which is always beautiful too. Those changes. Yeah. It's a time we we now take it also as as we always have. It's not just about the natural world around us, but how it affects us. And we can certainly say at this time, it's a stopping down and looking within, going taking within, a breath, taking a breath. Um, Ooh, so taking a breath between, um, so the ending of the year, right before the beginning, and this is our, yeah, okay. this is our exhale. This oh. is our exhale. See, look Someone. at that. I never thought of that. Yeah. Halloween is the end before you take the next breath, before you start the next phase. Um, so it's, it's, and it's special. Not only because October is my birthday. But yes. <laughs> but Happy birthday. Boy, can you tell I'm an only child. <laughs> Me too, though. Right it's just <laughs> like every chance I basically every chance I get to celebrate. <laughs> yes. Like, and we had a like, good like, From the beginning of yeah. October right to the end. <laughs> Um, and it's, and to me, it's communing, it is communing, not only with the parents who are in spirit, my parents who are in spirit, who gave physical birth to me, but it's communing with the Lord and Lady or the God and Goddess, um, and with spirit guides who you've come to know, or you're coming to know and understand, um, and just embracing your deeper internal life and what is it for you you know it's interesting. It, how does it feel for you it's interesting because um i noticed the sun is different yes all right and so i i like that feeling of the october the fall sun and and as as we're talking here i'm thinking it's almost as if there's a veil in front <laughs> of the sun oh and that because I could never explain it. I it's really a different, of that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. different than the August sun, mm-hmm. yeah, but then it, that one too. But like summer's so bright, and then here it's like it's, it's the, muted. Yeah, almost. it's like there's a filter speaking in you know <laughs> in in there we go. industry terms. There's a filter, and and it just it feels magical. It feels warm. I, it just it it feels like home. Maybe that's it. It feels like home wherever I am. Um, 
feels like you're being held. Yeah. And that's what I like about the night times yes. in the autumn. It's starting to get crisp. And so there's there'll be a warm air mixed with a cold air blowing. I, it, for me, it has to be blowing. People go, too much wind. No, it's, I'm an air sign, I guess. That's part of it. But it yeah, having it blow on your face and the deep blue skies yeah. with stars and how it feels in your neighborhood it feels comfortable right it yes. feels yeah it, and then the because that's when you know, the evening starts um getting earlier and earlier mm-hmm. yeah it just it just feels very magical always has always has to me i th- i i think it is wise um to really spend some time in these phases of change just a moment, just a moment here and there when you get out of your car at night, just looking to the sky and and feeling how it affects you and feeling your emotions. I'm I'm in in the people I do work for that I do healing work for and spiritual work for, I'm seeing more more emotion. A lot more emotion, moodiness, oh. um, needing to get into. I think the moodiness and crankiness would die down if you spent some time getting in touch with why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Where does that come from? Where does, if you're tearful, some people say, will say, yes, oh my gosh, tearful. I just feel like I'm going to cry every yeah. time. Oh, there's a puppy. There's a kitty. <laughs> there's like, oh my gosh, I have to wake up. Wait, yeah, I don't want to go to work. No. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you need to, uh, it's a feeling um, for me, for many, you need to get in touch with what that is. Um, hmm. Because something is, is either, you're either releasing something, something could be dying that you no longer need that's within you. No longer serves um, you. No longer serves you. Um, something else is waiting to be born. So preparation, this, this, what's called this, the dark time of the year between Halloween and Yule um, is the preparation time, the setting the stage, the plowing of the field, um, and planting of seeds. Um, so there's going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of mixed emotions. Yeah. Just wanted to note something okay. in the Celtic tradition, um, which still gets celebrated in the among the magical traditions, and here in the United States, um, we revisit the death of the Oak King, oh. and the birth of the Holly King. And the goddess is there to watch the passing of her king from mid, you know, from um, from May Day or or Beltane, um, Beltane <laughs> to Midsummer, and then she watches him die and pass away as the Oak King and then the Holly King she gives birth to in Yule. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, something that when when I came to the goddess tradition, mm-hmm. um, it was explained what Sawin is, and that that was also you know the time of the harvest, mm-hmm. the last harvest. Everyone would gather around the fire and tell stories. Yes, and that's how I mean that's how tradition is passed right through stories, stories yes. of our ancestors, stories Bardic of tradition. the goddess. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I, um, I wonder if that's why we have ghost stories in the Halloween scary movies, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tales that keep the children from doing the wrong thing. (laughs) Don't go wandering out or the goblins will get you. Um, Or there are fairies that will take children away if you're not watching and careful. Um, Oh, God. And the Spanish ones are just terrifying with La Llorona. Who's that? Um, <laughs> that was the one where, um, yeah, oh, no, I got terrified too. We were at the beach, <laughs> my cousins, and we would go um, go camping in San, in San Felipe. And uh, they said that it was about this woman who drowned her children because her lover didn't want her to have children, and then he broke up with her. I know. They're all tragic and scary. Freak. freak. Yeah, I mean, I don't Death see the... stories. Yeah, no, I, I don't so, see how this one has like a... What, how, yeah, what? And so, <laughs> so then she would, she realized, you know, when he dumped her, that um, she misses her children. So she would go around crying. Yorona means crying. So she would cry and call for her children. And so um, I guess, you know, like we, they'd scare me by going, here she comes, here she comes, she's going to grab you. <laughs> so I remember being at the beach and... They started yelling that and I just started running and it was just like somebody walking on the beach. <laughs> but stuff like that. And and the Spanish tradition are supposed to teach you a lesson as yes. well. I don't know where the lesson is there. There exactly. <laughs> don't drown your children, I mm-hmm. I'm supposing, or don't uh, Was there some fear of water, maybe? Maybe. maybe and the yeah. vanity, I don't know. The yeah. I don't know, but it was uh yeah, those are the some of the stories that grandmas would tell or like the don't reach over the flame because then you'll burn up with, <laughs> with your long your you know your long uh, robe oh your robe yes yeah. that's right yeah oh my gosh yeah um but i yeah i i hope that's still well i don't know about that one but, <laughs> <laughs> but i hope that's still going on i hope that um that in people's homes there's still there's still storytelling. Um, for for us, it would it seems like any time my family got together, there would be stories about those who'd passed on, and I'd hear the same stories yes. about their personality from my grandmother um, too, but um, personalities and um, who argued with whom and <laughs> who's passed on now and it would always get quiet at the end it's like every every story ended with oh they're gone now <laughs> it's oh. like, like yeah okay <laughs> I grew up with my uh, three great aunts um, mm. and so when I was a kid I used to we'd had a connecting door between our houses so I'd go and I'd listen in the hallway and these, they were like in their late 80s, three sisters, mm. and they would be telling each other stories. I mean, there was a TV and everything, but they would, every night they would tell each other a story and it's like, they, oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, you've heard this story every night <laughs> of your life. <laughs> How many more times? Yeah, so, but it was lovely that but they did that. Yeah, yeah. Those feel, those, again, those are life-bringing, life-bearing yeah. stories. So beautiful. And that's how I got to know my ancestors. Who do you um, connect to? Who's, who are favorites or um, maybe, maybe, you know, who you feel of service to or devoted to among um, 
the goddess. Spirits, goddesses, gods, angels. So for me, um, you know, when I got in the goddess tradition, uh, Mm -hmm. so it would be Hecate. Hecate? Hecate. You know what? Everybody has a different way of saying Hecate, Hecate. Yeah, and hey, then Kate. Hey, <laughs> Kate. <laughs> hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. Kate. Gets said also. <laughs> um, and so we did a lot of rituals around her, and uh, and again, with the explanations that they gave, it made sense because I know that Hecate comes up a lot in commercial movies as a negative character. But she's the, the people one. People don't even know. They don't hear the word Hecate being said. But um, yeah, the 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 wizened. She's the wizened witch with you know the wrinkles and everything. Who holds the apple for Snow yes. White? That's that's been I've, my understanding. My um, that would make sense. Yeah, um, she's half young and half old. Like her face, when you see her at the crossroads, because it is the crossroads, it's the end of one journey and the start of a new one. Um, Because she helps you go, right? Go to the underworld? Yes, she does. Yeah. 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 So that's, I think that's the the fear that is instilled in the the mundane, I guess, that you're going to die. And she's going to take you mm-hmm. there. But it's like, no, how beautiful, right? She's going to take you there. She makes you face, too. Yeah. That's the other scary thing. She's so powerful that if you stand with her, she will help you to face what you don't want to face. And so you want to be, <laughs> be ready. You yeah. want to be ready. So it feels like a scary thing. And if she knows you're ready, things will... I've, I've experienced so many things happen... If she knows you're ready, but you don't know you're ready, things will take off. And it's like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. It's like, well, I guess you'd better get ready because here it is. Kind of like taking <laughs> off on a broom, huh? In a way, yes, in, in some ways. Um, you know that, um, well, you may, you may know the name. One of the reasons that I, I know that I was, one main reason I know I was given the name Inanna was because I was, I had a lot to finish off, and I feel it was kind of taking me a very long time to let go of my past. Um, I had, there were deep childhood hurts, and goodness, now I think about it, Hecate was there for for um, dealing and working through all of these. One was in my father's passing, I was this terror kind of settled in Hmm. Um, not that I need to tell everything about um, my father but a terror settled within me um, because he was you know it's this it's this tradition this feeling um, and actually it's in psychology and I've probably said this before our fathers for girls our fathers um, raise our self-esteem and they help us know who we are. And so when there are difficulties with father, and also mother and sons, so when mm. there's difficulty with mother, or difficulty with father, um, there's probably some difficulty within. Or, you know what, you will work, and to me now, I'm on, now on the other side of it, you will work it out in one way or another. But I'm so grateful for 
you know, the power goddesses and Hecate in particular because of how that transformation occurred. So they're, they're between, <laughs> between Hecate and um, the goddess, and the Sumerian goddess Inanna, um, there was an understanding of walking through the shadow lands or the underworld. And um, Inanna's sister, um, please don't ask me to say that name right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But <laughs> Inanna's sister was the queen of the underworld, and um, she and and Inanna was visiting, and the sister said, "Well, if you would be queen of heaven or the goddess of light or the grain of earth." Um, you will walk all the way through the underworld, but you'll do it without your magic. You'll do it without your jewelry, your silks and satins, your gowns, um, your crown. And you will face every kind of detriment and pain and <clears throat> your shadow, um, essentially, and basically, I believe Inanna said, "You're on." Um, and also, it was for the it was for the purpose of love and for the purpose of her people, the people of the earth. And um, so she went on that journey all the way through and faced demons and questions and doubt and horrid cold within, and came out the other side. And she rose from the underworld mm. to be. The Lady of Light. Um, she has the, her name means several things, um, and so it was not my intention to be a goddess of any kind. <laughs> I most certainly didn't think that was happening, but I got it. I understood it because it was um, the ritual was with Hecate and someone. It was to someone else's two people in my ritual group, and this was not planned. They suddenly became. Um, the ones who who voiced what Hecate was saying, and and she said, "Take the name," and I said, "I will not." <laughs> she was like, "That ritual was not going to go on," and I I was having the argument inside, but stuff was happening in the ritual group, and we weren't moving forward. And I said, "All right, I th um, I understand this. I I accept this." Um, also going, how hard is this going to be? But all she was saying, all she really was saying was, you're already on this path. You're already going through the difficult time. And how long are you going to go through the difficult time? Take the name and transform it, shift it. So she lit the so light. She, yes, yes. And a subtle body was... Mm torn away from me. It was like me wearing a shroud, some sort of a subtle veil or shroud of pain and grief and all of this and still holding on to it. And I did not see that until right after that ritual. Mm. And then everything that I had to face afterwards was nothing but pure healing. It wasn't lamenting and woe and oh my God, I don't know when I'm going to get done with this and how many more therapy appointments, this <laughs> and that. But it was um, facing and coming to love the spirit of spirit in ways I had never addressed. 
because I always thought of the uh, sp of spirit, it, whether it was spirit guides, gods and goddesses, um, nature, the elements, all of it to me was just specifically here for healing and nothing more. Almost no other relationships. And I found love and I found purpose and I found joy, but even those were like, see, see how this is healing me? <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and it wasn't about, it, it was service to others, but if you're healing, you need to pay attention to you. If you're doing service, you're now facing out and you're paying attention to everyone else, the world around you. So that was what changed. And then I was ready to be a priestess and I didn't know that that would be happening either. So <laughs> between now Isis, Hecate, Inanna, Sekhmet, mm. <laughs> Kuan Yin, there's a whole change of relationship with those deities. So do you think, because um, you do a lot of healing work, yes. you do the what we call Reiki, um, but I think you, you have a unique way of doing it. And um, it's even, I mean, it's your own, it's your own um, signature on it. But do you think when you do healing on someone that you're getting healing as well? Absolutely. I do believe that very much. Um, you can feel, I, I don't think you can g deny that. You can feel it. Mm -hmm. You can feel, um, and it'll be different than the healing work that you're doing for the person that's with you while you are tending to them, looking at their subtle energies, watching things shift for them and what they need. Um, what you need may be very different um, it may be similar, too. Sometimes I think spirit is just so, sometimes I think spirit is brilliant, absolutely <laughs> brilliant, because um, sometimes you need to be healing in the same way the person that's that you're working on or working with is healing. And so you can gauge it sometimes. And other times it's become remarkable if if there's healing going on for me, it might be quite different from what the person is dealing with that you're working with. Um, your guides are certainly there, but their guides are there. And then there are universal spirit guides, healing guides that I see, sense, know of to be present as well. And then also, it's, it's interesting, one of the things I'm noticing um, quite a bit. It's nothing new, but I'm really noticing it with new students. They're so worried about how they're doing the healing. They forget to put their attention on the person they're uh. working with. And, and you have to, you have to <laughs> say, wait a minute, who are you thinking about in this moment? Oh. Are you thinking about you? Or are, you, are you thinking, are you, are you, and I, I always do it in the kindest, most yeah. loving way. Are you thinking about you? Or are you thinking about the person who needs you because you're not in your intuition if you're thinking about you you're not you're not in the present and so to stop for a moment take a breath and if you don't know there's nothing wrong with doing healing for someone where you step back a moment and you just feel you just maybe maybe you detach a little bit from doing the healing or you stand and you just sense what's going on which is what i ask people to do feel what's happening here and now go back to placing your hands in their energy field 
mm-hmm. and um, and I will ask questions too, and um, asking them, you know, what do you think they need, or what's what's happening for you there. Notice what's happening. <laughs> the client is <laughs> the client. Clients usually it's not painful. Clients aren't flinching, but they might be shifting, and you can see, you can feel that their energy is changing. So you want to go with them. They Where might are start they? crying. Yeah, what are they dealing with? What are they? Yeah, um, is sometimes crying, but um, maybe even more subtle than that. You can just see. Maybe maybe they frown. Maybe they smile. I want to go with them where they're smiling yeah. too. Um, I do ask my clients to tell me what's going on. We try to stay quiet, but tell me what's, you know, did you have a memory at that time? Did oh. a color come? Did you, you see smell? someone? Oh, yeah. Yes. Are there fragrances? Um, they yeah, very often people feel they're being touched somewhere mm. else. It's like, are you are you at my feet? No, I'm at your shoulder. <laughs> but there is someone at your feet, and um, and so you want to be in those experiences. So the feeling when I think about someone is um, is y- you are you are going to your underworld and you mm-hmm. are dying, dying whilst alive, <laughs> but you are coming back reborn and talk about the colors changing. And mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a different world when you go ahead and relax and say, I have healed. It's all right to be healed. At some point, I had a friend who would say, when are we going to be healed? We keep talking about the wound the ancient woundedness and the and the pain we're going through um and we keep dredging it up too i might liken that to this time that we're in dredging up the pain and living through it again we recognize the pain that's going on now in the world because we've been through it before we recognize it we're we're in pain because the pain is still here yeah it yeah it hasn't been completely yeah. healed yeah so yeah. taking time in Samhain to mourn losses let go and turn your face to the sun literally mm. <laughs> and figuratively for a new beginning so important so very important oh, yeah i'm just like now like what it's swimming in this um feel so nice and comfy you feel nice and comfy yeah that yeah the um, in hearing about pain you feel nice yeah. oh, no i'm teasing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> no it's it's, the it's way of the peaceful warrior yeah walking in your pain and being comfortable it's and again the reason for cruising in the light and shadow yeah. and it's it's nice because um as a growing up uh, a Virgo, growing up a, mm. a Catholic school girl, mm. growing up a good little Latin girl, um, I want permission. So it's like you're by the whole story of what you said, being able to mourn, being able to to let go. I feel like oh, you're giving me permission to do so. Um, no, you're giving you yes, exactly, permission exactly. <laughs> That's so. the flip. Yeah. But yeah. it's like oh, this yeah. is the time to do this so i am going to give myself permission yes yes i can understand that um um we feel we also um 
in the Western world feel it's self-serving to spend too much time. Part of the pain of healing emotionally, mentally, and so forth is you feel like you're letting everyone down, and it's wrong to take time for yourself. And um, I, I just don't agree you have to take time for yourself. Yes, you're not um, going to be any good if you're for not. For anyone else yeah. if you don't take time for yourself. Yes, yeah. yeah. And the, of course you can, you know, that <laughs> some of yoga, some of meditation, your spiritual practice should strengthen you and enlighten you in such ways that um, you, I feel we've said this before, but but that you um, can handle, you can, you can be processing and still be of service and still be present for your family and loved ones and friends. There's... There's really no get. Spirit would also let you know, since you never die, you, there's no getting out of the things you need to do. And actually, I find that comforting mm-hmm. because you get to be here. If you say, I have to check out for a little while, well, you always get to come back. Yeah. Yeah. In this life, if you're still in this yes. physical body or next life. Or in spirit, you can be of service to your loved ones as well. So, and that is between the worlds. And that is between worlds. Yeah, yeah, that's part of what we've been talking about. Actually. Yeah, being able Go to ahead. take the time and then be here. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we're pretty good at multitasking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the theme. Actually, is between worlds. What does that mean to you? Uh, yeah, just. For me, and in ritual, in ritual, definitely in ritual. When, um, when we cast the circle, uh, which is which to me, casting a circle would be, um, calling in your guardians, calling in the goddess, calling calling in the signs to say, Hey, uh, I'm gonna do this. Um, can you can do you send this. some protection? I'm gonna do a ritual. Can ritual. you can you be here with me? And this is so layman's term. Can you be here with me to protect me, to guide me through, um, to be with me and to make it a safe space? Yes. Making it a safe space. You're setting a safe space. And you don't, you know, you could do that however you, each person does it. So when I create safe space, I feel like I am between the worlds. So that's what I was taught and it made sense to me. And and when when you're in meditation, it's right. between the worlds as well. What worlds are we talking about? Um, the or physical for, what world. What worlds are you talking about? Because I know I'm. You know, you know, it can be different things. Yeah, the physical world, and then the, the again the third eye looking up. Being world of spirit. World or? of spirit for okay. me. World of spirit. Yeah. Right. Um, or sometimes even the creative world. Right mm-hmm. when you're on a roll, when you're writing, when you're um, in an acting role it's sometimes just like oh my gosh i'm at such a different level mm. that again to me is a, a between the worlds and it gives you a euphoria kind of a bubble around you yeah. of light yeah when we talk about um circle um when and we call in the elements or call in our guardians um it's it, it actually isn't just a circle but it's actually a sphere of energy um that's all around you and you can travel um, astrally. You can travel in your mind. Um, you are um, stories. Stories could be. It could be that stories are being told to you by 
beings. You can they can be channeled inspiration. Um, yes, guidance, inspiration, wisdom, the truth. These are all opportunities to lay down your own personal guard so that you are in a sweetly vulnerable and purified sacred space of being to allow for transformation to happen. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think when we were talking about it, the thing that came up is is um, my feeling that you're climbing into the lap. When you are going between worlds, you're climbing into the lap of God or the Lord and the Lady or the universe. And you're just sitting, you, you are sitting like a child comfortably, um, there can be rattles and drums and ocean. Um, the yes, the ocean, um, the wind. Um, you can you can you know sometimes in ritual too, especially shamanic ritual. I really hear animals yeah. in different ways. Your crickets yeah. or the birds. Yes, and the sounds, the sounds that various animals make in nature through the drumming, out through the drumming yes. comes, it's, and that's another world. That's another world, the spirit world of nature. Um, what, how do you feel spirit? That's a, that's something I think that is good to talk about with people. How do you feel or experience spirit when you know that they are, they come close when there's a true acknowledgement um, that there, that that world is close to you. What is it? How does it come for come to you? I th- for me, it's been in anywhere from euphoria, like I was saying, mm. um, or it really almost it it feels like there's something behind me, like like a density yeah like right now you feel like Uh, there's someone standing close i do too yeah that's one of the ways yeah or that That um, someone came close yeah like there's uh, you know it sometimes feels like someone's standing behind you Mm -hmm. um or you know like from the corner of your eye you're like oh you have a sense of like what light sometimes or somebody's yeah yeah, somebody's standing there okay and like you know that Mm -hmm. the quick oh somebody just walked by i think we were talking about this too what happens when you dance oh yeah vibration oh yeah i i and you just took me back to like ritual like dancing with the drums and it's it's so intense and oh, so delicious. And, um, <laughs> Do you feel there's someone there at that time with you? Those those are euphoric experiences. Um, I, I I feel well, spirit, spirit, goddess, ancestor, whichever. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it feels um, safe. It feels safe. Always. Yeah. Or do you feel challenged in ever in ritual? Um, ooh. Curious. There's yeah. been a couple. There's, I think there was one time, yeah, that we, uh, we, we were in a new space and I was like, hmm, we really do have to, um, uh, purify before we start because I felt that Probably there was, did, right? yeah. yeah, which we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and purify it by that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. um, you do that with, uh, 
sage or water or sound Mm -hmm. to call in and again to call in guardians or angels to say hey can you just like look out for us as we open the sacred Mm -hmm. space right but there was yeah there was one particular i was like "Hmm, this corner right here doesn't it feels like um doesn't it feels like it needs some some uh talking not talking to but like hey can we just like chill here with you and (laughs) (laughs) chill here with you no one asked who it was or Um, what was going on no i just i just brought it up and like hey i think we need to do a little more purifying and they're like okay if you think so go for it (laughs) i'm like all right i'll take it on um my sense of when you have created sacred space and you're in ritual and um there's um, something uncomfortable that happens. It can be happening among the people that are there, certainly. Um, That would be the first thing I would be looking at, but also it could be that a goddess or a god or um, a being has come to uh, set things moving because there is fire in -hmm. your ritual and there is earth and so there's shadow, and there are ideas that come in. And I've watched people go into flaming disagreements about hmm. things um, because it needed to happen, because there needed to be that stirring up. And um, it's not that you let people fight during ritual or you allow um, there to be ill will or bad feelings, but you do let spirit handle it because you can't control you know, you can't control spirit when it needs no. to express itself. I don't think I've and, experienced that, though. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, mm. you, that's, and and the, again, there are all kinds of rituals. But if you're stirring up something, it's kind of like being prepared. There's also a sense of being prepared that, okay, we're, these are, these are the dark, this mm-hmm. is the dark energy, and mm-hmm. it needs to come out and express itself so that something new can be born. Because that is the point of being in both the shadow and the light is rebirth. And so the shadow time and all the scary stories and um, being fearful of what can't be seen um, is about giving birth to the light. Mm. And so you ha- in order for birth to be given to the light, you have to face the darkness and you have to face the trouble and the difficulty and find power in it. Anyway, please be out there walking between worlds and um, climbing into the lap of the universe and telling your stories and facing your truths and going trick-or-treating. Become your mysteries um, and stand in your light Um, I think that's the blessing of this time of year and Halloween and Samhain coming forward. Yeah, starting over. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a couple things coming up? I do. Um, As far as um, a coming, there's one coming event. It's called the Sacred Journey with your higher guidance. And that's on October 20th, Saturday, October 20th. Um, It's at 6 p.m. at Indigo Alliance in Pasadena. Please look them up online or look on my website, 
Um to RSVP for the event. This is not me channeling this time. This is me assisting everyone who comes with channeling and blending close with a spirit guide of yours. Um, I, my experience of doing many of these in the past is it's always a loving connection to your guides. They come with messages for you. You are the one that will be open to receive them. I will hold sacred space for you. It will be protected space. And these are always very nurturing evenings. I'm planning and to be there. So <laughs> I, hope you'll, <laughs> I hope you'll come and experience it and join in. And then we'll talk about them at the end so that you have some clarity if you need clarity. Ooh, about that's the best part. The messages <laughs> about the messages you received. Yeah. So, um, for are you doing a reading? For, oh, I am going to do a reading. Yeah, please, but um, I have yes, a couple have of things. Up. Yeah. Um, I, I have the badcgisharks.com. Go check it out. Our trailer's out and uh, information of when it will be coming out, the full movie. Um, also, um, I'm helping out my friend, Michael Lopez. He mm. has, uh, I'm producing his let's talk alive, a Tuesday afternoon conversation mm -hmm. that will be on Facebook, um, every other week. So the next one is October 23rd. So, um, Michael Lopez. Closer to hollows. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and we just talk for half an hour. He talks, he's very inspirational. Um, so it's fun. It's really a lot of fun. Ooh, food for your practice and meditation. Yeah. And oh, he's also Milo Rific on Instagram. Milo Rific. Um, okay. So I am going to uh, have Inanna draw a card and um, I'm going to see what I get from it. it this are, these are from Austin Wells, who is our guest. Austin Wells cards. It's um, the Divine Insight card. <laughs> there oh. you go. <laughs> It is blue. It's a blue, blue card. So huh. what does that bring to <laughs> What does that bring to mind? Or do you want me to pull one more and see? Um I, I feel like want. it's it's diving in. <laughs> it's that okay. time. Yes. All right. It's diving in. Um, but there's no fear because it's um it's a calming it's calming because it's so it's that I love that color blue it's a calming color and you know what's what's waiting once you go in the water but it's time so we're gonna all um <laughs> be around you <laughs> oh I see okay let's watch her she goes into yes. the blue <laughs> let's go and I just I totally just saw like uh, I just totally see us, you and um, a couple of your friends and myself. Is the sky or is it water? What's it's water. Okay. It's the water. Um, yeah. Almost like in the 1920s outfits with the little... Um, the bathing caps? The bathing caps. <laughs> and you're going, oh woo, almost like the synchronistic dancers. Because you're dancing. You oh, know what you're doing. Okay. You just shoo, shoo, shoo. So, I like it. And it'll be there. It'll be there to catch you. Because you know you. what's going on. Thank you. I like that. Yay. And I have a meditation to share. Um, I'm calling it the Between Worlds Elemental 
chakra meditation. Mm. Um, and if this helps you as you come into Samhain, please use it by all means. And so take a deep breath in and out. I call on the five sacred elements of earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. <clears throat> they are part of the earth, and the earth is part of all. The elements are part of me, my chakras, my subtle bodies, and my energy field. As I travel this world, or between worlds, I remember I am a spirit walking. I am balanced and whole, conscious and light, healthy and protected. So calling my attention to the root chakra at the base of my spine, I breathe in and breathe out, and I open to these thoughts. I have a right to my physical life. I have a right to exist, to thrive, and to be protected. Here is the element of earth, and I chant Lam. Lam. And now I move my attention up to my sacral chakra at my pelvis, and I breathe in and breathe out. And as I focus on this second chakra, I have a right to be creative, to be motivated, to revitalize, to be nurtured. The element is water. And I chant Vam. Vam. And now I focus my attention on my solar plexus just above my navel. I breathe in and I breathe out. I have a right to connect to the world around me and the world of spirit. I have a right to my desires and my emotions and a right to believe in myself. The element is fire and I chant Ram. draw my attention now up to my heart. I breathe in and I breathe out. I remind myself that I have a right to love and be loved, to have compassion, and a right to accept myself as I am. This is the element of air, and I chant yam. And now I focus on my throat chakra. I breathe in and I breathe out. I see that I have a right to my own identity, to express myself creatively, to write, to speak, and to listen, and to be part of the conversation in the world. And here I chant, hum. Um. 
I focus on my third eye. I breathe in and I breathe out. I reverently open to knowledge, wisdom, truth, to my intuition, to guidance, and to inspiration. The element is spirit, and I chant Kusham. And now I draw my attention up to my crown chakra in my auric field, but above my head. I breathe in and I breathe out. I am open to self-knowledge and to the spirit of all things. I have a right to my highest guides and my highest good. I am linked in love to the source of all. This element is also spirit, and the chant is Om. And now each chakra is vibrating, and I am connected and vibrating with the spirit of the earth and the elements. As I continue on my journey, I am reminded I am happy, healthy, and holy in all ways. Sat Nam. Mm, Sat Nam. Thank you. Thank you. So. I want to thank David Shostak for his music. I want to thank Paul Preston for his engineering and all the fun stuff. (laughs) And Allison Warner for all of her social media work. And advice, thank you. (laughs) And advice, yes. And I want to thank you, dear listener, for joining us in Cruising in the Light and Shadow. My name is Inanna Moon, and thank you for being with us today. I'm Sheila Kicha-Marie, reminding you that love is everywhere. Our lives touch everyone and everything. Please go forth in love. Namaste. Namaste.